Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hello guys, welcome back to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And today we're doing One Last Stop by <laughs> Casey McQuiston, and I'm so excited. At last. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so, opening question, I thought of, I thought it'd be kind of cool to talk about our favorite diner food, mm-hmm. <laughs> since 90% of this book is based off a diner, so. <laughs> well, it's like a pancake house, but There's diner like is close enough. There's like three settings in this book, and one of them is the diner. Yeah. Billy's. Billy's mm-hmm. Pancakes House of Pancakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, my favorite food is chicken and waffles Ooh. at the diner yes oh that sounds good um normally i get like patty melts which i feel like are only only taste good when you get them from like a genuine diner mm-hmm. so yes that's my like perfect diner food yes. but if it had to be breakfast it's always like two pancakes sunny side up eggs and hash browns mm. that's like chef's kiss stop what i always get <laughs> <laughs> there was this one diner in san francisco that toast? i tried no um, not toast they only make toasts there. <laughs> that was a good-ass diner. They were so cute. No, it was a different one that was kind of, like, off, like, not in the city. And I don't remember the name of it, but I got chicken and waffles there, and I think about that place at least once a week. Have you ever had Roscoe's? mm You like chicken and waffles, and you've never had Roscoe's chicken and waffles? Uh, no, ma'am. That's literally what they're known for. Oh, my God. You're going to love it. It's so good. That's literally like, we'll it's what day. they do. It's what they do is chicken and waffles. <clears throat> My God. Oh, it's fine. Oh, gosh. Well, if not that, then uh, biscuits and gravy. Oof, that's mm-hmm. a good one. I yes. do love biscuits and gravy. Mm. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to get started? Bridget's going to sure. do a summary because she's an angel. So <laughs> We have to take turns at some point. Honestly. <laughs> okay. So one last stop also known as The Notebook, meets Kate and Leopold, meets Friends, meets Doctor Who. Oh, wow. Definitely the Friends and Doctor Who part, for sure. (laughs) No, but I read, like, uh, some blurb where they were comparing it to Kate and Leopold, and I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Do you know that movie? With, uh... With Frank? No, with, um, what's her... Oh, my God. I think I've seen it, like, Meg Ryan and the Wolverine guy. What's his name? I'm like... Oh... Hugh Jackman? Yeah, Hugh Jackman <laughs> and Meg Ryan. Have you seen that movie? I don't think so. Oh my god. You have to watch it. It's such a classic because okay. he's oh, we're literally... Getting, we're getting Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles and watching Kate and Lee No, Bolt. it's in New York and he is from the Regency era. Oh, and he was not. like pulled out of time, I think from like the bridge is the main point, but he's not stuck there, but she's like kind of, who the hell is this guy with a British accent? Like so I old school. I think I remember, mm-hmm. I think I remember seeing... Not, like, seeing the movie, but, like, seeing of the movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, seeing um, trailers and stuff. <sighs> but, yeah, no, someone used that as a blurb for this book, and I was like, yes, oh, my God, it's straight up Kate and Leopold. Oh, Except yes, yes, August yes, yes. Okay, Ugh. I've definitely seen, yeah, I've definitely seen, like, um, oh, yeah, <laughs> okay. I haven't seen the exact movie itself, but I've definitely seen, like, snippets or, yes. like, trailers going highly on. recommend but well then i'll put it on my to watch back to this I sorry <laughs> okay so one last stop da, da, da. we are first <laughs> the first place we're introduced is the apartment at parkside and flatbush avenue in brooklyn new york mm-hmm. i wonder if this is a real place probably hmm. so this apartment is essentially a character in itself in the story i would say 
It is home to three eccentric millennials. Yes. <laughs> and now four, because our main protagonist, August Landry, agrees to be the fourth roommate. August is originally from New Orleans. She carries a switchblade that she can pick locks with. She's a mega Virgo. She is short with unruly curly hair, glasses, and she identifies as bisexual. Yay! She has moved to Brooklyn to finish her degree and get away from her mother, who has basically been using her as a assistant to <laughs> solve the case of her missing brother. So August's uncle, who's also named August, his name is Augie. Just so we don't get confused, I'm going to call him Augie in the future. For sure. But yeah, shall we cast August first? Yes! My August, his name is Julia Lester, oh, and she cute. is from High School Musical, the musical, the series. So, oh. yes, I knew exactly <laughs> who I wanted, like, right away. She's super adorable, and she's a ginger, and I just love the way she, like, carries herself, mm-hmm. and the way she dresses in the show, too. I'm just like, ah, we have an August. <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. Right? I love her so much. Oh, <laughs> Yes, and I think she'd make, when I, like saw august's description or like when you see drawings of august i'm just like oh my god it's julia (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yay so i casted danielle mcdonald she's in dumplin (gasps) i love her and bird box yeah um she is actually like 30 years old but she doesn't look she does not look at all but yeah yeah julia lester is 21 i wrote that down (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh yeah she just looks like august she does Oh, she and I want to see her in more things. I've really only seen her in those two. Right, Dumpling and Bird and Box. She was amazing, so right, please. They're supposed to make the second Dumpling. I know it's she's not like the main character. Mm-hmm. It's the girl who actually won the pageant that is, is the main character. Pudding? I think so. Oh, okay. Alrighty. So, do do do. Pretty quickly, we are introduced to two of her roommates, Nico and Mila. Oh, yes. Nico is described as a 21st century Danny Zuko. He has dark hair, an undercut, light brown skin, tattoos on his arms and throat. He is also a psychic. And he can read off of people just by touching their hands. Mm -hmm. And he can even mind read a little bit, which is a little spooky, but I love it when he does that. (laughs) He just, like, looks at her and says His third eye is definitely open. I love it. (laughs) I love him. (laughs) He's so cute. He is also trans, and he has been in a relationship with Mila for four years. Yay! Mila is described as a pretty black girl with eyelashes for miles and dark curls. She uses the apartment as her art studio. She's also <laughs> like an engineer. Yeah. So she, she's just this crazy eccentric girl. I love her. Her brain must be like insane. Yeah. Like, oof. Okay. So. Oh, Nico first? Yeah, let's do Nico. Okay. So I chose, he is not Hispanic, which I know is a pretty big thing for Nico. He's mm-hmm. actually half American, half Vietnamese. But I chose Nico Alex, or sorry, Nico. (laughs) I chose Ian Alexander because he's actually like a trans actor. Oh, wait, is he in? Yes. Yeah. He's in the OA. Yeah. I love the OA. Yeah, so he's in that, but he's actually like, and like, look at this picture. Like the Mm -hmm. way he dresses, I'm just like, oh my God, Nico. So he's not Hispanic, but I feel like having like actual representation of like a transgender actor would be more important than like his race but i mean if you could find a hispanic transgender Mm -hmm. i could not but if they could like that'd be awesome but i went with ian like a he looks like the way he's dressing right now and like Mm -hmm. the makeup and everything i'm like oh my god it's a nico the vibe (laughs) right i think it'd be really i think you make a super adorable nico and he is 20 years old i didn't write down the ages for most i don't know why i'm starting to write down their ages all the time (laughs) it's helpful because i hate it when people cast like 
you know, 30 year olds to play a 15 right. year old. Yeah. So, so I try yeah. to keep them all around the same young adults too. <laughs> okay. So I casted Elliot Fletcher. He Ooh. is also trans and he's in Tell Me Your Secrets, which is a newer TV show. Ooh. And he hasn't really done that much since, but yes, <gasps> I love he has the we... curly, unruly hair. I do not believe he's eyebrows. Hispanic. But I was kind of, I was like, eh, it's so hard because there's not a lot of trans actors that are right. like out in the world. Or, yeah, that they're or at not least hiring, not that like, you know, like the world is talking well about. Known. Right. Like I'm sure there are mm-hmm. trans actors out there that are trying to make it. But like we as people who only have the internet as yeah. like our source of information can't find them. I would even so. love it if they used this role to cast an unknown actor right. that has never. Right. But, but yeah. is transgender. Uh-huh. And a lot of transgender like actresses that they like a lot of the transgender community that they talk about out in the world they're all actresses Mm -hmm. so i'm just like well you it wouldn't work (laughs) like i need a male (laughs) so So, yeah that's my nico and he just love him he looks like nico to me right so the picture i I chose chose guys with very powerful eyebrows (laughs) yeah (laughs) so nico has strong eyebrows of course is canon (laughs) and then myla Mm. let's do myla as well myla so I chose Dara Renee, who is also from Ooh. the High School Musical, musical the series or whatever. Right? She's gorgeous. Eyelashes from Miles. Exactly. And I love her like bubbly personality, but she can also be like, listen, <laughs> I love it so much. And her and Julia are like actually friends like outside of the show. Yeah. Like best friends. So oh, I feel like their chemistry out. would come off really well in this that. as well i love it when the actors when they're actually friends you can definitely tell them yeah well mm-hmm. when i was trying to find pictures of both of them to use like the pictures of them together kept popping up mm-hmm. and i was like oh you guys are so cute <laughs> and she is also 21 so excellent so my myla is alicia pasquale penna Ooh, she's in moxie and the saved by the bell remake mm-hmm. Uh, she's pretty yes in moxie she's such a powerful feminist mm. i mean everyone is that's kind of the whole point right <laughs> the movie but she's very much just like takes no shit and yes i would love to see her Yay, in this role i love it i love her pics ah, <laughs> <laughs> ah satisfied right <laughs> okay so after august moves into her 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 new room she has like three things doesn't have any furniture uh, Myla and Nico take her out to Pancake Billy's House of Pancakes <laughs> for a welcome dinner. This location is also essentially a character in the story. Honestly. Uh, during dinner, Nico is able to get August an application to work at Billy's. Back at the apartment, August notes how... That no- part is so funny because it's basically... Isn't it? Isn't it Myla too? Myla's just like, oh yeah, she like totally really good waitress. Mm-hmm. She could totally do the job. Like, line and for August is just like, guys, guys, like I've never done waitressing. August, and like, Myla's like barely, she barely speaks. Yeah, during that, it's just She's Nico so and Myla yeah. like, just like this is our like, new oh, child. She's gonna work job. here now. <laughs> like, oh, you need a job, right? Yes, you're gonna work here. She needs Perfect. a job. You guys need somebody. Look, it's a match made in heaven. And you can get us free pancakes <laughs> <laughs> because they already get them themselves, or at least a discount. I'm sure. Dear God. It's adorable. Uh. <laughs> so back at the apartment, August notes how nowhere has really felt like home to her. Growing up with a single mother who devoted all of her time to research, August has felt mostly alone. She is hoping that this move to New York will finally allow her to feel a permanent tug. And hmm. maybe it will be her new apartment. Maybe it'll be her degree, a job, or maybe even a person. So it's the first day of her new school and August is a mess naturally aren't we all honestly (laughs) the first day never goes well no never Ah. so she just worked a graveyard shift at billy's and on her way to the queue which is a subway station line for those that 
I don't live in New York. So I was like, what the fuck is the queue? <laughs> right? So um, on her way to the queue, she spills coffee all over her shirt. She is on the train trying to focus on not crying when she is approached by a tall girl with golden brown ugh, girl with golden brown skin, high cheekbones and short swoopy hair. She has a quizzical brow of Mr. Darcy. <laughs> just going to say and the man with the quizzical brow. <laughs> yes. Uh, she has a dimple to die in. I am quoting August. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and she wears a well-worn black leather jacket. She mm-hmm. offers up her red scarf to August to cover up her shirt. Her red scarf. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> she owns like two things. <laughs> After a bit of arguing, August accepts the scarf and feels an electric shock when she places it around her neck. The girl tells August that she smells like pancakes. Then the lights to the train blip out. And when they come back on, the girl is gone. So we're not going to cast her yet. Excellent. <laughs> I do love, though, that. The girl is the always girl. like attracted to the smell of like <laughs> the fucking pancakes. Like August is like, I smell like sweat and pancakes and flour. And like whenever she gets on the fucking subway, she's like, Oh my god, you smell so good. And it's like, I love it. Listen, the girl she has a lot of kinks, and one of them is definitely one of them is pancake house scents. It's so funny. Oh my god, I love it. Okay. <laughs> We smell like pancake and maple syrup. Ooh, baby. Dear God. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta get these giggles out. Otherwise, they're just gonna pop up. Okay. <clears throat> so, August continues regular work at Billy's, always constantly thinking about this girl that she met. And da, 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 we meet her co- er, co workers, Winfield, Lucy, and Jerry. So, we did not cast Winfield and Lucy. But I kind of cast a Jerry, but I'll cast him later down the road. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> Lucy, she's pretty much August's boss, and she orders her food when she realizes that she hasn't eaten. Did you realize that mm-hmm. she has a Russian accent? Yeah. Yeah, listening to the audiobook, that was fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was cute. I love it because she'll just start cursing in her mm-hmm. language. And I was cursing like, oh, this is great. <laughs> Mother <Excellent>. Russia. <laughs> so, she orders her food when she realizes that August has not eaten all day. And August is introduced to the best sandwich that she has ever eaten, and it is called the Sioux Special. Mm-hmm. I actually tried to recreate this sandwich, and it was really good. I can imagine. <laughs> I tried mm-hmm. making bacon once, and it didn't go well, so now I'm traumatized. So, Well, the way... Tangent. The way to make <laughs> bacon is to put it in a... In the oven? A tray in the oven yeah. on the top rack. See. So it just gathers yeah. the fat, and then you pour the fat in a jar, and yeah, it works. Yeah, see, that makes a lot more sense. It's not trying to kill you while you're cooking. <laughs> Remember that you. one time? The one time. Yeah, so I'm literally thinking, <laughs> I'm literally thinking about it. <laughs> we stayed in the same dorm together, and I set off the fire alarm trying to make bacon. And everyone knew it was you. And everyone knew it was and me. And it was like 11 p.m. Yeah, and so when the fire alarm would go off, literally everyone has to evacuate the building. And we all have to stand outside and wait for the fire department to not only get there, but to go through, check everything, and then come out and then tell us that it's safe to go. So I remember because it started smoking really bad and I literally opened the window and stuck the whole pan out the window trying to be like, please no, please no, please no. And then all of a sudden it was like, meh, meh. And I was like, God damn it. And that place has high ass ceilings. So. I know. Mm. But I succeeded in making the fire. And you haven't made off. bacon since? No, I'm traumatized. 
You know how ridiculous it was? Because obviously, like, you piss a lot of people off when you set off the fire alarm. Because oh, yeah. you'd be sleeping and you have to get up and you have to leave and you have to come outside. So everyone was just like, who was it? And I was just like, hi, I tried to make bacon. That was hilarious. <laughs> it was traumatizing. <laughs> traumatizing. It happens. Okay. So August gets home and realizes that she doesn't have her keys. So she has to use her switchblade to pick the lock. After opening the door... I love this character introduction. Uh, she meets her nocturnal oh God, roommate, yes. Wes. Yay. Or what's his real name? Weston? Yes. Right? She's it's like, something like Wesley. incredibly white. He's like, my name is Weston? Like, what the fuck? Uh, he says like his full name once and I was just like, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I love it. So she opens the door to meet her nocturnal roommate, Wes. He is a skinny guy with a giant flannel shirt, glasses perched on his nose and earbuds dangling from his neck. They have a short clipped introduction before he scoops up his dog, Noodles, the Noodles. poodle, <laughs> and escapes into his room. So she's like, okay, I met that guy. <laughs> she's been living there for a I, week I or am so. Wes. <laughs> I love Wes so I much. Love Wes. He's so adorable. <sighs> okay. Are we casting him? Oh, yeah, Wes. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is the character introduction. I'm assuming we're going to cast him. Okay. Wes, you go. <laughs> okay. So I chose, I knew exactly who I wanted, like, immediately, because Casey McQuiston posted, like, little art photos of them mm-hmm. on her Instagram. And yeah, when I got I to Wes, it. I was like, <gasps> so I chose Joel Courtney from The Kissing Booth, one, two, oh, and three. Oh, yeah. He's the... He's the younger brother. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He would be perfect. <laughs> he would make a perfect Wes. I love him so much. So, yes. Who'd you choose? So I couldn't. I thought of him and I could not get him out of his, my brain mm-hmm. the whole time. So oh, I casted a Thomas Brody Singster from oh The Maze Runner and The Queen's Gambit. And I know that Wes is supposed to be short. Yeah. But I just, he's I don't care. Lanky, so I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm ignoring that. Just imagine him like in a giant over, he's a very skinny guy. Right. Yeah. Yes. And it. he looks very posh, but obviously he wouldn't be British right. in this one. No. That's my Wes. I love it. Okay, so back on the queue, August sees Subway Girl again. She notices that she has tattoos on her arms mm-hmm. and uses a retro set of ugh, a retro set of a cassette player and headphones. I imagine them to be like those old school microphone, like orange yeah. headphones. Which is yeah. Also another tangent. Sorry, but I don't know if you guys watch YouTube streamers, but there's this one Valkyrie, and she works with a hundred thieves, and they did this um photo shoot with gucci i think <laughs> gucci. i think it's gucci and it was really funny because they put her in headphones like had a little cassette and it was these headphones like oh the God. orange ones yeah. and they put them on her and the guy was like do, do you know like what these are like have you ever seen these before she's like no I'm, I'm assuming they're just like old headphones and the guy was like i can't believe you and like walked away and i was just like they're jane's headphones i want a pair now <laughs> even if they don't work i just want them right aesthetic reasons Okay, so they talk for a bit, and August plays out fantasies in her head of Subway Girl on a date with her, Subway Girl working on a car, Subway Girl assembling an Ikea bed frame. Uh, I love that so much, by the way. uh, So August mentions Billy's, and Subway Girl asks if Jerry still works there. August brings up the Sue special, only to find out that Subway Girl invented it. She's like, that's me. (laughs) That's my last Sue. I'm Sue Girl. So... We learned that Subway Girl's name is Jane Sue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I also love this part because it's when um, she's talking about Jerry and she's like, oh, my God, he's such a babe, right? Yeah. And August is like, <laughs> uh, sure. Like, August thinks she's joking. So she just plays along. She's like, oh, yeah, total babe. But like at this point, he's mm-hmm. like way older. So August is just like, sure thing. 
total mm. babe. And this whole time she's trying to like gauge her sexuality because <laughs> right. she has a crush on her. So right. when she says that, she's like, oh gosh. And she's like, wait a minute. What is she into? <laughs> I love it so uh, much. Okay, so let's cast Jane Sue. Okay, so these are where things got a little hard for me because the actress that I ended up choosing, I I recasted her like five different times, but the actress I ended up going with, I love so much, but she's only 19. Mm-hmm. So just don't make this movie for a couple of years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's only 19, but like when I saw her, I was like, oh my God, that's Jane. Mm-hmm. And then, um, okay, I'll introduce her and then talk about her. Her name is Madison Hugh. So like I said, she's 19, but look at her. Oh my God. Right? She looks familiar. Um, so she's a Disney Channel kid. She was on oh. this show with Olivia Rodrigo, funny enough. <laughs> and it's called Bizardvark, which I don't know. It's like this weird, it's a total like Disney Channel show about these two girls that like, um, kind of like iCarly, like they make a web series mm-hmm. and they become like this big thing. And then so they move into a house. It's like all these like internet influencer kids that are like their age but so i watched a couple episodes and like even the way she talks i'm just like oh my god it's jane (laughs) like the only thing that like was holding me back from casting her was her age Mm -hmm. but i'm just like this movie's not gonna be made like tomorrow she doesn't look 19 and Mm -hmm. she doesn't like hold herself as a 19 year old either but i absolutely adore her i was just like no this is jane (laughs) so mm, just don't make this movie a leather jacket too exactly and that's in san francisco that photo oh yeah it's in that's cool the big dome place has like that really pretty lake right in front of it. I always forget what it's called. Palace of Fine Arts? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Someone paid attention. <laughs> <laughs> I just walked there all the time. I didn't know what it was called. Yeah. But yeah. So that's well my Jane. Okay. So mine is Lauren Tasai. She's mm. in Legion, also in Moxie. Ooh. And yeah, she's very tall, which right. works out because I was like, the height difference, it has <laughs> to be. Exactly. <laughs> it's important. Madison is also tall. So I was just mm-hmm. like, mm. She was, like, checking all the boxes. Yeah. I was like, no. I've only ever seen her be very feminine, though. Mm-hmm. So I would like to see her with, you know, her hairdo right. and a little bit more masculine. But I think she's very pretty. She's, like, a full-ass full ass model. So Right. Mm-hmm. I know. It was really hard to find, like, an Asian actress that looked like Jane because yeah. they hold their, like, feminine features very high you know what i mean like they're very Mm -hmm. so it was hard to like try to find someone that was like who's gonna play this butch lesbian who like gets into (laughs) fights all the time (laughs) Uh, but also i would love if they did i love it when they cast unknown people right that's the thing if you found an asian girl that looked exactly like how Mm -hmm. like what jane's supposed to look like or like came in with the haircut already like go for it yeah i'd love it i was also thinking um because i mean that's what star wars did both times why am i blanking out from shadow and bone Jessie Mae Lee? Yeah. I almost casted her. I almost casted her, too. I almost casted her because there's a photo of her with headphones on, and she's, like, smiling, but there's, like, a rainbow glare that's, like, across mm-hmm. her face, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, if that's not a sign. Yeah. But she's short. She's, like, she's five two. Exactly. I was like, she's super fucking short. So maybe if height wasn't a thing, but I was like, that's such a character trait, trait yeah. for me. That but they mention it so many times, and, like, August, like, standing on her tippy toes and stuff. The yeah. whole time. I almost casted Jessie Mae Lee, too. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Because <laughs> I have to leave door. <laughs> okay. So, August settles into a routine of never missing the 8.05 a.m. Q train so that she can see Jane. <laughs> that laugh. Amazing. Well, that's totally something I would do. <laughs> yeah. No, we've all done that. Okay. So, during their trips on the train, August learns that Jane can make friends with anybody and break up a fight with a smile. 
One day, August arrives home to find a manila folder mailed to her from her mother. There is a note attached to it, and her mom is telling her that she thinks she found someone in New York who may have known her uncle, Augie, and she wants August to look into it. Like, And the fact that August doesn't look at it, I'm like, that's a major plot point. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, the fact that August is like, no, and like tosses it somewhere, and I'm like, (laughs) I think she remember that envelope. She glanced in it and just like, nah, and just kind of put it on the refrigerator. Because I think she gets kind of distracted because she opens it and she like, she's like huffing and puffing about Mm -hmm. it. And then Mila's like, what's wrong? Oh, yeah. And then she explains everything. Wait, what? She explains (laughs) everything to her, and then Mila's like, oh my God, like your life is so cool. And August is just like, uh huh. She's like, oh my God, you're, um, Oh, what did she call her? Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I think she kind of gets, like, distracted, and she just ends up, like, putting the folder down and walks away. Yeah. Or, well, like, she puts it on the, the top of the refrigerator. There you so, go. it's up there for this whole time. Right. It's this there. entire fucking time. <laughs> I have such a clear image of the, the apartment. apartment. Mm-hmm. I want to, like, write down the layout for you. We'll do that then. Yes. Okay. All right. So, so, then we can make it in The Sims. <gasps> oh, my God. Because <laughs> I always fucking do that. <laughs> I've made 300 Fox Away in The Sims. God bless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so while working a day at Billy's, August meets a drag queen named Annie Depressant, yes. who happens to live down the hallway from her apartment. August learns that outside of drag, Annie is Isaiah, the accountant. I love it. Who is also in love with Wes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh, the relationship's adorable. Okay, mm-hmm. so Annie shows August the service elevator located in the Popeyes below their apartment. <laughs> <laughs> and on their trip up, August asks her, uh, does it ever make her lonely to love somebody who can't meet you there? Like, referring to Wes. Yeah. Annie replies that it is nice to have someone to think about each morning and that even when it's bad, it is good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I related to that a little too much. I was oh, like, no. ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> My heart. <clears throat> One day, while on the queue, August points out that Jane doesn't listen to any modern music produced after 1975. August stumbles when the train swerves and Jane catches her around the waist. Are we casting Isaiah later? Oh, shoot. I'm so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> It's okay, it's a sentence, I'll go back. <laughs> okay, Isaiah slash antidepressant. Okay, <laughs> I chose Todrick Hall hey. because he's actually done drag before <laughs> and he sings like an angel. Amazing. So, yes. <laughs> he was actually like on um, RuPaul's Drag Waste. Drag Waste. Oh, RuPaul's Drag Waste. Wait, RuPaul's Drag Waste. <laughs> and I didn't know that until I looked at it because I knew he had sung before because he was like a YouTube star mm-hmm. back in the day. So I was just like, oh, I remember him and like yeah. I knew exactly who I wanted him to be. And then when I was looking him up, like, trying to find, like, him dancing, mm-hmm. he was, like, full-on in drag on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, well, amazing. Ain't that <laughs> just the way? <laughs> well oh, done. and he was in Kinky Boots. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's what that picture's from. He was on, I don't remember if it was actually Broadway or not, but he mm-hmm. was in a production of Kinky Boots. So, yeah. Well done. Right? Ha. I love him. <laughs> okay, so mine is Dylan Burnside. Ooh. He is in... He's in Pose, which oh, is yes. a show about drag queens. Yes. Uh, he's also in American Horror Story, the newer season of oh, 2021, okay. which I have not watched. But yeah, just looking on his Instagram and everything, he totally matches the vibe. Right. The only thing is Todrick is now uh, 36. Oh, he looks young. It's fine. Right. I'm <laughs> saying, but he looks adorable. So well done. Excellent. We pretty much casted everybody. Yeah. And then much. there's my Jerry later on. 
So one day, while on the queue, August points out that Jane doesn't listen to any music produced after 1975. (laughs) August stumbles when the train swerves and Jane catches her around the waist. August short circuits with her close proximity to Jane and the lights flicker off and on and it is announced that the train is delayed due to electrical issues. During the delay, August reveals that she is basically Sherlock Holmes and can deduce a brief history from anyone that she gets a good look at. I love it. I know. <laughs> Jane asks her to analyze her. August notes that she wears the same outfit every day, so she probably knows exactly who she is as a person. When she guesses her job incorrectly, Jane shows her the contents of her backpack. It's full of cassettes from different eras, a Swiss army knife, a postcard that says greetings from California, and an assortment of other random items, but no cell phone, which August thinks is weird. It is weird. It's extremely weird. Imagine <laughs> meeting someone today that doesn't have a cell phone. Yeah. So then we enter a musical number. <laughs> and <laughs> Jane has decided to blast her cassettes oh, on right. speaker. I love this scene. Right. And oh. she starts a dance party on the train and she's just kind of whipping them out like Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like the Kinks, like saying all these. This reminded me yeah. of Rent when they go down mm-hmm. the subway and they start dancing. So she starts a dance party. August is mortified when Jane pulls her up to dance with her, but joins in nonetheless. As they finish their classic rom-com movement, (laughs) the train pulls back into motion and August suggests that they should go out for drinks, to which Jane replies that she doesn't think that she can, and August leaves the queue feeling dejected. So during a shift at Billy's, August sees a old photo on the wall taken in 1976, shortly after Billy's had opened. She sees a girl in the photo that looks exactly like Jane, dimple, tattoos, and all. August leaves work early and spirals as she begins to piece together the mystery of Jane. Mm-hmm. How she always wears the same outfit, was confused by a conversation where she mentioned pop culture post the 70s. She goes to Nico, the psychic, for advice. <laughs> she tells him that she thinks Jane might be a vampire. <laughs> I love it. That's always the first assumption vampire. <laughs> Which is funny because doesn't, I'm pretty sure she also has like a Bella Swan like Google montage where she's just like looking everything up and I'm just like, this always happens and why is the conclusion always vampire? But we know August does not use Bing. God, no. She's obviously a Google girl. So she thinks Jane's a vampire and Nico, Nico thinks that she might be a ghost. He suggests that they perform a seance to confirm if she is a ghost or not. They meet up with their roomies, plus Isaiah, as they sneak into Nico's work after hours. When no ghosts appear during the seance, Nico confirms that Jane is not dead. I love it because doesn't Isaiah kind of invite himself? Yeah. Like Isaiah sees them and he's just like, what are y'all doing? I'm doing it with you. Yeah, he just bumps into them and Wes is just like, you know, (laughs) short circuits. Freaking out. (laughs) Dying. Ah, Because they have history. So Nico confirms that Jane is not dead. Somewhat relieved by this, but still perplexed, August drags Nico to the queue. She's like, you're coming with me. Mm. And isn't surprised when they bump into Jane, because every time she steps onto the queue, she sees Jane. Like, no matter what car, no matter what time, it's not just at 8.05 in the morning. It's whenever. Mm -hmm. So Nico shakes Jane's hand, and after they disembark, he tells August that Jane is alive, but also not. More like she is stuck in an in-between of sorts. Mm Mm-hmm. August has a sort of epiphany and jumps onto the next incoming train. She just like, bye, Nico, and runs back to the train. Right. <laughs> so she jumps onto the next incoming train to only see Jane seated 
Like she never left her, which is impossible because she did not teleport. She literally just yeah. like, yeah. She's just still on the queue. She's like, what the fuck? Like something is sus. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she comes to the conclusion that Jane is always on the queue train, no matter what time, no matter what car. August sits down next to Jane and asks her what year she was born. Jane tells her that she is 24. Like did not answer the question. Right. What year were you born? August concludes that she must have been born in the year 1995. So Jane starts to get irritated because she thinks August is messing with her. Yeah. August shows her the photo that she found, and Jane says that she moved to New York in 1975. August tells her that she's been stuck on the queue for about 45 years. Jane tells her that she only remembers snippets of her time on the train, but every time she tries to leave, she is blipped back onto it. Mm -hmm. She also doesn't remember anything about her life at all. Hmm. (sighs) So this is the notebook. This right. is when the notebook comes in. It's even like her name too, right? Because the only mm-hmm. thing reason that she thinks that her name is Jane Sue is because it's on the jacket. Yeah. It's on the tag. Yeah, she shows her jacket. Yeah. She's like, this is all I know about myself. I like music. Yeah. I right. like women. <laughs> I like the smell of pancakes on right. women. <laughs> I like you. Uh, pancakes and grease. <laughs> so August later tells her roommates that she has put together some things about Jane's situation. And they are all pretty accepting about this girl out of time theory. I love that so much. Yeah, she didn't, like, take any amount of convincing for them to believe her. They're like, oh, yeah. Especially in, like, Milo. Milo's just like, oh, yep, okay, we've got to solve this. I knew Nico would. Well, obviously, Nico, right? Yeah. This is just entertaining. I feel like for Wes, it's just entertaining. He's like, whatever, I'll just go along. This is amusing. He's like, oh, shit, it's fucking real. Right. (laughs) I feel like Uh, in the beginning, Wes is like, ugh my freaking roommates and then towards the end he's just like well shit <laughs> i love it so much i love this group right <clears throat> i was like everyone and everyone needs a, a mila a mila mila yeah mila. everyone needs one of her in their lives <sighs> so august makes it a mission of hers to find out jane's bagel and coffee combo oh my god because <laughs> every new yorker has this right I feel like every city goer i was gonna this. say if you live in a city Mm-hmm. You like bagels <laughs> and you have an order. <laughs> and she's hoping that, that it'll help spark a memory. Yes. Because the five senses, you know, top one is smell, mm-hmm. taste. And so it goes. Smell for sure. So they figure out from her memories. Isn't it like a chocolate chip bagel? Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> blasphemous. Yeah. It's like it's a chocolate chip peanut butter Something combo. like that. And like her coffee is like five sugars. Yeah, it's insane. Five sugars, two creams. Or like, I thought like she that. was a black coffee kind of girl. Right. But... I would think so too. But oh. no, she likes everything like super sweet. And I love mm-hmm. it because August is like thousands of New Yorkers just cried. <laughs> <laughs> so they figure out that her memories come back from sensory reminders via music, food, and the two of them slowly uncover glimpses of Jane's past. I love that she just shows up every day with different foods. Yeah. Try this. Try this. What about this? Candy bars? She takes a bite of like the lox bagel. It's like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> they learn that she was most likely a hitchhiker of sorts and that mm-hmm. never she never stayed too long in one place. She also has had a lot of girlfriends that she's like been briefly in love with, yeah. which August tries and fails to not be jealous over. Right. The two of them... Never talk about the world of 2020, and August asks Jane when she realized that she was stuck. Jane says that the day that she met August is when she first noticed it, and that the week that August didn't come see her, things started to go foggy again. 
Dun, dun, dun. Ow. Right. That's a lot of pressure on one person. I know. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> Mila bribes August with a bag of Zaps chips <laughs> so that she can introduce her to Jane, which those chips are amazing. Have you ever had them? No, I don't think so. Uh, the voodoo one is like, I can't even tell you what it tastes like. It's like every single chip flavor. Oh, interesting. One. So good. Ooh. Can confirm. I love how Mila also tries to like, I tried to go find her on my own and I couldn't do yeah. it. <laughs> Which is a plot point. Like no one can find Jane. Like, Unless they have you're with, to August. with August. So Mila ends up meeting Jane and immediately starts interviewing her. Like she is a monster of the week on an episode of X-Files. I love it. After they leave, Mila notes how Jane stares at August, to which August thinks that she's making it up. Of course. On their way out, they see a service alert sign that's stating that the queue is going to be shut down at the end of the summer for two months. Dun, dun, dun. August realizes that Jane might forget about her if she doesn't see her for that long. Or might disappear. Dis- disappear. Dis- disappear entirely. Entirely. Mm-hmm. Mila says she thinks that if they can figure out how Jane got pulled on or pulled out of her time and stuck onto the queue... That maybe they can replicate it and send her back, but they only have until the end of the summer to do so. Mm-hmm. August realizes that she can't figure out this mystery while also having a mega crush on Jane. <laughs> so she decides to cast her feelings away. Until because that's how we do it. <laughs> that never works. Right. So literally like one page later, one rainy day when soaked August stumbles in, Jane says that she thinks she should kiss her. That's right. <laughs> to help her uncover a memory. I was hyperventilating. That she, that <laughs> I was she just, was like, just oh reminded me. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I think we all were because yeah. we're like, oh my God, poor August is just dying right, right now. She's like, oh my gosh, this like, you're all like, wet like, and like coming in like this. Oh my gosh, memory. Let's kiss. Poor August. It's just so funny because I remember later on, August is just like, well, these are all for research. And Jane was like, I was trying to put my moves on you. And it's just like, <laughs> Jane, that's not how you do this. <laughs> you don't put moves on someone by bringing up all your other exes being like i think i should kiss you this way because it reminds me of this girl and mm-hmm. then poor august is just like all right <laughs> so august agrees to this for research purposes air quotes research they replicate a rainy alleyway kiss in the back of the train and jane remembers that she lived in new orleans in new jane, orleans new orleans and jane tells august that she is made of magic when August gets home, Nico takes one look at her and says, oh, you fucked up. <laughs> that she did. Nico knows, bitch. I love Nico. Nico always knows. Can't get anything yeah. past that boy. <laughs> so August gives Jane her burner phone so that they can keep in, t- in contact. The fact that she has a burner phone. I know. I'm like, I August. Mean, she's already a private investigator, so That's might as true. well have one. Jane tells, or Jane starts all of her texts with a greeting and a sign off like a true boomer. Which is hilarious, because that's exactly how my dad writes text messages. He's always like... My mom, too. Hi, sweetie. And then, like, comma, writes the whole thing, right? And then at the end, puts, love, dad. Yeah. I'm just like, my father. All of my aunts and uncles, (laughs) all of them, like, on Facebook. I'm like, I know who you are. You don't need to sign (laughs) off. My God. It's adorable. Uh, Yeah, whenever my dad always texts me, it's always in, like, letter (laughs) format. I love it. Uh, I'm just like, oh, so when she... It's adorable, though. When she did this, I was like, oh, no. (laughs) It's so true, though. It's so wholesome. So August does not have the heart to correct her, so she just lets her continue with this uh i don't think there is a way to correct that i feel like I even if you were to say something they just revert back they wouldn't it. no <laughs> i've tried to correct my mom and she just doesn't yep yeah uh, so august brings her dumplings 
And Jane remembers that she stayed in Chinatown a lot while she was in Brooklyn and that she was with a girl, but she can't remember her name. Hmm. There is a highly suspicious pattern here, Jane. <laughs> August suggests that they should recreate a kiss again. My God. <laughs> These two. I swear. It's like you guys are fucking dumbasses because everyone else can fucking see that you're in love with each other already. But okay, go off. So this kiss includes a lot more hair pulling and biting. It just I love this so much because the entire time Jane thinks that she's letting August know that she likes her while doing all of this. And it's just but I know. they would literally kiss and then they'd pull away and she'd be like, Oh my god, her name was this and her hair was like this and I lived with her for this long and oh man, she was gorgeous. And it's like, what person is gonna kiss you like that and then be like, Oh, they totally have feelings for me. Because Jane is not a Ravenclaw. Mm, that's for <laughs> goddamn sure. And August is like, We're kissing, but she's thinking about other girls exactly. this whole time. But yeah. that's the part that I was just like, Jane, what 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 part of your brain thought that this was gonna work? Dear God. Uh, so Jane, <laughs> Jane remembers that she moved to New York in February of 1975, and she even remembers her old apartment. So the two settle into a routine of kissing. To the, they add this to their list of sensory techniques to recover Jane's memories. August knows so that ridiculous. <laughs> August knows that the kisses mean something to her, but she thinks that the kisses don't mean anything to Jane. Because she is basically thinking of other girls while exactly. they're kissing each other. Yeah. August comes out of her Jane-filled haze and begins to return to society. Because she pretty much, while she's like discovering Jane at this point, she just kind of pieces out of work, school, is only focused on, like, goes home, sleeps, right. and focuses on Jane. So I'm like, okay, I, I guess. This, this <laughs> was the only part of the book that I was kind of like, really? Because I was like, you're... I felt like she was, like, kind of throwing... I mean, they do bring it back up later that, like, she, like, she fixes her grades and everything and, like, she gets back on track mm-hmm. for school. But I, I found it very, like, meh that she was, like, throwing her life away for this girl. That frustrated I'm like, me. I'm like, yeah, I was like, um, August, you can't just, like, you know stop living. school is. Exactly. <laughs> okay. That was probably it. I was just like, you're just not going to your college classes? Like, ma'am. And she has $24 ma'am. in her bank account, but she buys Jane dumplings. All, I mean, I've been the there. Food. I have been there. Haven't right. I know. <laughs> Especially in San Francisco. That might have been why God. it frustrated me so much. Because I was just like, August. Because <laughs> we saw ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Because uh, we okay. were this person just in San Francisco, not New York. <laughs> so August comes out of her Jane-filled haze and begins to return to society. Back at work, she learns that Billy's is going to shut down. <sighs> due to an unfair increase in rent and that the cost to buy the building is way more than Billy can afford. It's $100,000. I hate how canon this is. Yeah. (laughs) Soon after this, August also learns that she is on the brink of finally completing her degree. This sends her into a quarter-life crisis on the queue because she doesn't know what she wants to do with her life. Yeah, she's like, what am I supposed to do outside of school? It's the only thing I know how to do. Join the club, August. Same. Still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Honestly. So Jane shows August her favorite pastime of jumping in between cars to calm her down. She's like, whenever it seems like a little bit too much for me and I'm kind of losing my mind, I'll do this. Like, I'll jump between the cars. It's adorable. It is adorable. And I love how the guys just, there's like a guy at one point. He's just so like, mad. are you gonna move? <laughs> so mad. He's like, fucking lesbians. <laughs> August is like, I'm bisexual. Right, that's right. I'm just like, correction, sir. I'm actually bisexual. I love it. Adorable. So they almost have a real kiss, but they are interrupted. August thanks Jane (laughs) for talking her out of an existential crisis. And Jane says that August is pretty much her best friend. And August just 
It's like, great. Friend zone. Right. She's like, awesome. Oh, the F word. We're friends that kiss. Fun. <sighs> so later, August gets a radio for Jane since Jane doesn't believe in Spotify. Jane, <laughs> she's like, I want to work for my music. This is too easy. Aww. Like, do you know how hard it was in the, in the 70s? <laughs> like, waving her cane. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love them so much. They're just like, uh, this book is so funny. Right. Oh, man. Um uh, Jane begins. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Jane begins requesting songs to her favorite radio station, and she texts August to listen to them I at think appropriate it's so times. So cute. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack to this adaptation would be impeccable. I must All say. Right. And you even found there's a Spotify playlist. Yeah, someone yes. on Spotify put every single song that's mentioned ever mm-hmm. in this book into a Spotify playlist, and I was like, <gasps> it's not that hard to find. Literally, just look up um, one last up. Yeah, like one last stop playlist, and it should pop up on Spotify. I think I googled it, and then it took me to Spotify. But yeah, <laughs> I thought it was really cool because I was I was gonna I was like, man, because I audiobook things, so it's not like I can go back and like bookmark like every song that's mentioned. So mm-hmm. I was like, man, how am I gonna like figure this out? Because I kind of want to like listen to all of them, and then someone already freaking did it. Thank God. <laughs> Thank you, person. Right. Thank you, random citizen. Another day, August is trying to convince Wes <laughs> to help her transport furniture. I love this. <laughs> Um, to ugh, furniture for her room across the New York subway. No, Wes is like, I'm not going to be that person. Absolutely right. not. Wes is like, there's <laughs> always that asshole that tries to bring like a sofa or like a mattress mm-hmm. on the subway. And she's like, yeah, but now we can be that asshole. He's like, absolutely not. Yeah. <laughs> so he adamantly refuses, but he mentions that Isaiah has a car. Mm-hmm. So they carpool with Isaiah. Of course, Isaiah says yes, because bless his soul. Of course. On the drive, <laughs> on the drive back to their apartment. August learns that Isaiah has seen the inside of Wes's bedroom, which no one else has ever seen before. But of course, Isaiah's seen it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> August then gets a text from Jane to listen to the radio. I love this. <laughs> As she turns it on, the song Love of My Life by Queen ouch, begins to play. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Uh, Jane tells her to pay attention to the bridge of the song that is about loving someone so much you can't stand the idea of losing them, even if it hurts. That all the hard stuff is worth it if you can get through it together. Like, girl, this is not something people say to you when you've right. been friend zoned. It's just funny because uh, Jane tries to flirt through like imaginary kisses and songs on the radio, and August is like not used to that. Yeah, <laughs> August is just like, what oh, is happening? Right. August is like, this is a nice song to listen to, I guess. <laughs> and Isaiah's like, are you okay? You look like you're dying. And August is like, I'm fine. <laughs> August is like, don't mind me melting into your backseat. August and her roommates are all invited to Isaiah's Easter brunch, which is... I love this part. It's really just an excuse for a party. Like, there's nothing really Easter about it. Everyone kind of brings... It's like a potluck. They bring food. Right. Wes is an excellent baker. He brings, like... What was it? Orange scones? scones. Yeah. It's like, I'm not a baker. What are they? What kind of scones are they, Wes? And it's just like this giant paragraph right. to describe it. Uh, I love it. <laughs> so all of this is an excuse for a party. Isaiah's drag family shows up, as do August co-workers, who she discovers are dating. Oh, that's that right, because they come in like holding yeah. hands. And she's like, wait, what? And one of them is also a drag queen. Yeah. She's like, what? This is brand new information, but I love it. I love it uh, so much. So August gets a call from Jane at the party. She puts her on speaker and then walks around the party with her in her pocket. 
Mm, I think it's so cute. And everyone's just like, why are your boobs talking? <laughs> and they're all like yelling at yeah. boobs. Uh, Isaiah is uh, oh, like yelling at her boobs the whole time. And when he finds out <laughs> that she's on the queue. Yeah. It's like, why are you on the queue? Come to the party. And he's like, oh my God, it's almost your birthday. What? Bring the party to you. Let's go. And right. <laughs> brings the entire party like, it's onto Jane's the queue train. We're all going. And everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I of course it. drag queens are always down honestly uh august is a little drunk and overwhelmed by seeing jane so happy oh so she kisses her for real when without they do any that notion cute, like hmm? new orleans thing where they pin dollar oh, bills yeah. to her yeah because she finds a safety pin and she like pills a whole bunch of dollar bills it's a birthday it's so thing cute. i didn't know about that me either so that was really cool right oh i want to go there so bad <laughs> <laughs> so Jane, Jane and August kiss for real without any notion to recover a memory. Jane, however, re- recognizes a taste of some sesame paste on August's lips, and she's like, "What is this? Why does it taste like peanuts?" Oh, because isn't it like candy or something? It's or like some type that Mila brought. Yeah, it's some type of like paste that's like remaining on August's lips Mila? and Mila. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Keep forgetting. And Jane is like, "Oh my Mila. god, it's Bu." That's me. I'm oh, yeah. BU Sue. Yeah. So it's a type of sauce that has the same name as her. Yeah. So, yeah. She's like, oh my God, my name is BU. Then she remembers all of the names of her sisters, her parents, Aww. and that she had. A, they had a restaurant in Chinatown, San Francisco. And that's like um, all of her tattoos are their zodiac signs. Yeah. And she tells August that she remembers everything. Himmy, 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 himmy. It's just like she had to, all she needed was her real name. Right. And then everything comes back. Oh, well, also, it. I think it was, I think another like unlocking is because it was like yeah. a true kiss and not like recreating something. Memory unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> Level achieved. Yes. After the party, uh, after the party has left the train, August stays and writes down everything that Jane is recalling. Well, they also, I think Nico walks by and takes their photo. Yeah. He takes yeah. a Polaroid. Me. <laughs> Nico doing the Lord's work. He's like, oh, they're going to need this for uh, later. <laughs> I wonder if he like saw it and was like, "Whoa, I've seen this before!" Like deja vu. So he took the picture because he knew it was supposed to be like a photo. Probably oh, that boy. He's Genius. a wizard, honestly. <laughs> You're a wizard, Nico. <laughs> uh, so Jane remembers that she is the oldest amongst her two sisters. Her parents wanted her to take over the restaurant, but she couldn't handle the pressure, and she ended up running away. Running away when mm. she turned eighteen. She traveled to L.A. first, then to Pittsburgh, where she started hitchhiking like a true woman of the 70s. But good for her. She did not get murdered. Honestly. Where she eventually ended up in New Orleans. Jane says that New Orleans is a bit fuzzy for her, but it was the first place that felt like home. But something awful happened while she was there, and it resulted in her leaving for good. Hmm. She said, huh, notable. I wonder. She said after that, she went by the name Jane, and she had brief relationships with a lot of women, but never stayed in one place too long. She says she heard about the movements happening back in San Francisco for the LGBT community, uh, but she still couldn't bring herself to go back there, and she eventually ended up in New York City. She remembers the friends that she lost to the sickness, which August later researches was the beginning of AIDS. Mm -hmm. It didn't have a name yet in the 70s. Yeah. But she also has happy memories of nightclubs and concerts and getting a job at Billy's, but she still can't remember the event that caused her to get stuck on the train. So after having a discussion with Myla and Nico about August's predicament of being in love with a ghost girl from the 70s, 
August decides that she is going to try to have something with Jane, even if it's just temporary. She plans out a date and surprises Jane on the queue at 2 a.m. when she knows that no one is going to be there. The train is going to be empty. She planned this. Hmm. August has oh, brought right. Jane. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to wear thigh highs. I'm going to wear red lipsticks. Just like till the nines. So August brings Jane a feast of her favorite foods. Strawberry Pop-Tarts. <laughs> A bottle of wine and an old cassette that August found that is actually one of Jane's favorites and kind of the OG cassette that got her into music. So she tracks it down and finds it for her. Just as they are about to be out on the bridge, August asks Jane to stand up with her. Jane asks what the fuck is going on because... I know. (laughs) This part is so cute. She's like, what the fuck is going on right now? Because... She's like, don't mess around with me. She's (laughs) She's like, like, are we on a date? What's happening? Right. She's like, you've been giving me mixed signals this whole time. And August is like, I've been giving you mixed signals. She's, Jane is like, I've been using all my moves on you right. to no avail. August is very confused. August is like, wait, those were moves? Yeah. So August asks Jane, she's like, wait, do you like me? And Jane's like, no fucking shit. Like, yes, yes, I like you. It's so cute. I love it so much. Uh, so they admit that they like each other. Finally. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do. Oh, August tells Jane that the kissing was never for research. Also no fucking shit. Right. So they Everyone start kissing. Everyone can tell but you guys. <laughs> <laughs> they start kissing and then the train shuts down on the middle of the bridge. They basically conclude that it's now or never. So they end up having semi-public sex on the train. But it's like 4 a.m. No one's there. Yeah. And the power's off. So it's not even like the cameras yeah. are going. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, where the fuck are the cameras? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, even like when they're Nowadays. recreating like all the kisses, I'm just like, this poor bus driver who's probably like this subway driver is just or like, maybe, what the fuck? maybe because Jane is like an anomaly. It's just kind of, they're not. Like they just kind of like don't blend into up. the background. Like, they just see August like kissing air. <laughs> well, no, because she's real because everyone else notices yeah. her. But only when August is there. Yeah. yeah. But I, I wonder if, like, she just kind of, like, blends into the background for the for the drivers. Yeah. You know or maybe, I mean? you know, they've probably seen everything. They're like, this is nothing. That's true. <laughs> they're, probably, they're just like, eh. In New York, they probably see the weirdest shit. That's true. Okay. <laughs> so the next day, August goes back to the apartment, and Nico uses his psychic abilities and immediately senses that August and Jane slept together. Uh, <laughs> Mila joins in. She's like, oh, I'm here also. What's going on? Uh, I love it. She just, like, literally pops in all the time. Right. So Myla joins in, and both of them are super happy for her. While going through her bag, August finds batteries that she forgot to give Jane for her new radio. Cue another epiphany. I love it. Of Jane's radio. Not having batteries in it. Yeah, but it works. (laughs) This whole fucking time with no batteries. Also, she doesn't have a phone charger, but the phone never dies. Yeah. It's just like... It took August you to find like, the oh, batteries. Yeah. She's like, actually, I gave her a portable battery, but she hasn't asked me to recharge it. And we yeah. text each other all the time. Like, what? Is this a Nokia phone? Like, is it an industrial? <laughs> it never dies. Like, what kind of phone is this? <laughs> the uh, phone will survive the apocalypse. Yeah, pretty much. So <laughs> she and Myla realize that whatever is keeping Jane on the train has to do with the electrical current of the tracks. Mm-hmm. Myla realizes that August has become Jane's constant because they were only able to meet Jane after August had introduced them. August tells them about the train shutting down uh, when they were up to sexy shenanigans and how when they first met, Jane touched her and there was a static shock. And the power Mm kind of fizzled out for a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like any 
Anytime Jane is just kind of dying on the inside, the lights start flickering yeah. and it's mostly because then of August. The lights go off and she's like, oh, and then when they come back on, Jane's gone. And she's yeah. like, well, that was weird. <laughs> oh, my. Uh, it's like you were just so beautiful to her that she just like blipped out of existence. So Myla says that if they can figure out exactly what caused her to stay on the train, that they must be able to replicate it somehow. But she doesn't know if she's going to zap back to the 70s or simply exist in their time. <laughs> August rushes off to tell Jane the news and stumbles into a very crowded train. She finds Jane cornered in a seat by a giant piece of IKEA furniture <laughs> that basically gives her like a hidden little cubicle. August proceeds to tell her what they discovered about Jane, but Jane can't keep it in her pants. <clears throat> and August <laughs> mentally thanks IKEA for their furniture. And then after a little rendezvous, she starts keeping a... Oh, that's right. It was like she really on her lap or something. Yeah, and she's and wearing Jane a skirt. gets a little like handsy. She's, she's um, I'm like, trying oh to fucking God, talk. Oh she's God, like, oh okay. And then keep talking. I'm like, oh my fucking God. Right? And she's like, do you want me to stop? And Jane like, is nope. like, no. I was like, oh my God, you guys. So funny. So after this, August starts keeping a sex journal. <laughs> True nerd. I love her. Uh, so the 4th of July comes around. And August, plus her roomies, venture to a drag show called Christmas in July, which is, which is like a hodgepodge of all the holidays. And oh, right. all the drag queens have like themed holiday it used performances. used to just be Christmas, but now they do like Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And Halloween. Yeah. That's <sighs> so cute. It also happens to be Nico's birthday. Ah, yes. Myla tells her the story of how this was where she and Nico first met. <laughs> at the time, she was dating a bartender named gabe up until she saw nico and then she like immediately broke up i with love him. that i love that she all she had to do was see nico and she was just bye-bye. like bye 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 now <laughs> and ever since that they've been together mm-hmm. oh, a few years later they met isaiah at christmas in july and he helped them get an apartment in his building which i think is so cute i know while myla and nico are being all lovey-dovey <laughs> Wes says they're probably gonna get married and leave us someday to become spinsters. Like you realize this, he's just like I love that Wes is like a depressed Joey. Yeah, (laughs) he's like Eeyore Joey, just like they're gonna get married and leave us. We're gonna become spinsters together. (laughs) August is like, shut up, you have Isaiah. It's like also I have a girlfriend, kind of, kind of, not really here. Okay. Uh, Myla says she's pretty sure he is going to find love because Isaiah, or because of Isaiah, who just happens to be walking up behind him. Mm-hmm. Wes proceeds to try to climb under the table. <laughs> and Nico drops the psychic bomb that Wes and Isaiah slept together after the Easter party. And Wes pretty much confirms it by denying it. Well, it's funny because like, no. doesn't Nico, like, say something? Because since it's his birthday, he, like, he says his third eye is closed. So he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, they slept together. And Wes is like, I've told you to stay out of my head. He's like, I didn't do anything, but thanks for confirming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I just kind of guessed, but. <laughs> so cute. Uh... And Wes is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> so the group, they settle into a... Oh, the group settles into watching beautifully holiday-themed drag performances, all leading up to Isaiah performing as antidepressant in a bra and miniskirt made out of candy hearts that dissolve when the stage <laughs> when the stage rain hits him. Amazing. And Wes is just like, Wes oh my god. Dying. <laughs> I love it. Uh, August remembers when Jane told her about the drag shows that she used to go to in the 70s and what their community had to go through just to exist. 
Yeah, it was like speakeasy gag. And it couldn't get caught. She thinks to herself that Jane deserves to be here. August realizes that she doesn't know what she is going to do if Jane ends up going back to the 70s. And that above all else, she wants Jane to stay here. Also, she comes to the conclusion that she's in love with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, only took you half the book. I'm sure everyone could tell you that, but okay. Honestly. As the crew is recovering from their night the next morning, August comes up with the idea to hold a charity drag show to save Billy's. I love this idea so much. (laughs) The apartment turns into a Save Billy's campaign headquarters. I love it. And they plan to hold the show mid-August, which is two weeks before the shutting down of the queue. August is able, or August, blah. Isaiah is able to get more of his queens to join the show. Wes, being a tattoo artist, convinces other artists to set up a flash tattoo booth. August and Jerry plan to serve Billy's pancakes at the show. Oh. They also have like a mini art show, right? Yeah. Like the tattoo, like they, not only tattoos, but he also finds like a bunch of like little artists to bring up like a pop-up shop. Of yeah. I think uh, Milo organizes that bit. There you go. All her artsy friends. That's right. I love it so much. I was like, what a mosh podge of things. I like pancakes, drag, go? art, and tattoos. Like, let's go. Is this real? Right. <laughs> Can we make this a real oh, thing, please? <laughs> Casey, get on it. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> so one night after working on the flyers for the event, August gets a call from her mom telling her that her grandmother had passed away, but she has left her a sum of money. August is confused by this because she hasn't had any contact with her mother's family her whole life. Her mom goes on to admit that her grandparents were actually paying for her private schooling as a kid. And her college, right? uh, No, they stopped paying, giving them money when she turned 18. So ever since then, August has been taking out loans. August asks her why they were broke her whole life if her grandmother was giving them money. And her mom says that she was using all of the money to fund or she was using all the money that she earned to fund the research for the case of her missing brother so she literally only used her grandmother's money for her school yeah and everything else she paid for Mm -hmm. august learns that her grandparents were updated regularly on her growing up but her mom kept them separated because of how they treated her brother growing up and August is pissed and is just like, we're not, I'm not talking to you anymore. Yeah. And, well, because yeah. she, August finds out that like her grandmother probably would have willingly paid her college mm-hmm. and she wouldn't be in all this debt. Yeah. Like her grandmother would have been she like, be yeah, struggling sure. this whole time. Exactly. And she's like, also, I have family that wanted to be a part of my life. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they treat your uncle or my uncle like shit, but I would have liked to know them. Like right. she just wanted a choice to. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's really sad just because like to her growing up her entire life thinking her grandparents wanted nothing to do with her mm-hmm. and then finding out when it's too late they're like no they actually kind of wanted to like be in your life especially because i think she was their only grandchild yeah yeah so it's just like that fucking sucks yeah that sucks <laughs> right ouch the next day august takes the unopened file that her mother ooh, finally excuse me she takes the unopened file that her mother mailed her months ago and crams it into her bag on the queue, she talks to Jane, who is matching all of her tattoos to her family's member Zodiac year, which is really cute. She's like, this is my sister. This is my right. sister. These are my parents. This is me. Uh, August asks her if she wants her to research like what happened to her family now. And Jane says no, because she doesn't think that she can handle knowing if they have or haven't been looking for her this whole time or if they're dead or alive. She's right. like, I can't open that bag of worms right now. <laughs> Jane starts to carve her initials into the seat in front of them, and August pulls out her own switchblade to do the same. 
Jane sees the blade and asks her where did she get that from? And August goes on to say that it was her uncle's, to which Jane says that his name is August too, but he went by Augie. What? Plot twist. <laughs> I knew it though. Right. I was like, they're 70s missing people. Mm. Right. Well, the entire time I was just like, okay, this has to tie in together somehow. They like the case. Two mysteries and, yeah. in one story. Like they're right. connected. I was like, they're connected somehow. I was just waiting to see that cow was connected, yeah. which I thought it was adorable that they were friends, like best friends. I love that. Wow. Hoots. Hoots. August tells her that Augie has been missing since 1973. August then remembers why Jane's real name, B.U. Sue, sounds so familiar. She hands Jane the file from her bag and tells her to open it. The first page is an old newspaper with a photo of Jane. August tells her that her mom told her that she had found someone in New York who may have known her brother, and she traced them to New York but doesn't know where they are beyond that. So that person was Jane. Mm -hmm. Jane remembers that they lived together in New Orleans, but he is dead. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. The story (laughs) she tells, too, is so freaking tragic. Yeah. I hate humanity sometimes. (sighs) Jane goes on to tell her about a fire that had happened in a bar Mm. during the summer of 73, which was the last day of Pride. Jane says that 32 men died that night, and the city barely investigated the arson because it happened at a gay bar. Mm-hmm. This was the event that made Jane leave New Orleans because after the death of her best friend, because Augie was a bartender or waiter, uh, yeah, was a he, waiter, he right? worked there. Yeah, so it was and he his had a shift, shift that night. Mm-hmm. So she decides to leave New Orleans because after the death of her best friend and roommate, it just like was too much for her and it wasn't home for her anymore. So she's like, "Well, time to go." And after here, she went by Jane instead of her real name, Bu. Right, which is kind of crazy because isn't that when August finds out that her brother never really left or that her uncle never really left because they lived in New Orleans. He just kind of moved a little bit further away from them. Yeah. But never actually like left town like they all thought he did. Yeah. And he was still writing letters to her mom the whole time. But the parents were keeping them and not giving them to her sister or their daughter, August's mom. So her mom just thought. And the letters stop after a while. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, we should have casted Augie. Are we ever really given a description know. of what he Not looks really. like, though? That's the thing. I, I was just like, think I could just I imagine like the weird. flashbacks so well. That's true. I thought it would be weird to cast somebody who like is never actually mm-hmm. seen. The next time that August goes onto the queue, she finds Jane with a bloody lip, and she's in a bad mood after punching a racist hom- homophobic asshole in the face. I mean, good for her though. Honestly. Jane goes on to say that it is like she woke up one day to find out that everyone she's ever loved is dead and that the other half lived lives without her. And that is like she died too. August thinks that she has been waiting for Jane to react like this because up to this point, she's kind of been putting off a casual front about her whole situation. Mm -hmm. Jane admits that she is scared she's going to be stuck on this train forever and that August should just leave her here and stop visiting her so that Jane can forget about her and everything that's happened up to this point because it's too hard for her august gets upset by this and she leaves the train it basically like blames august for her feeling so shitty because it wasn't until august yeah. started like doing all this that she didn't ask her to do mm-hmm. that she started remembering everything yeah she's like i was fine in my little bubble of not being right. aware until you came along i didn't ask you to help blah 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 Just, yeah yeah you know <sighs> so august leaves later at work august is going over pancake numbers with jerry when a pipe in the kitchen bursts oh god jerry goes to the back office to shut off the main 
when two things but, burst doesn't it yeah it's like one pipe burst and the other yeah. and her co-worker is like oh my god he's like what's away right oh uh, so cute oh that's right he goes to the back room and that's when he yeah. finds like all of the shit that august had been doing yeah so jerry busts into the back room bum, bum, bum. Mm-hmm. which august has turned into a csi investigation room with red yarn i was gonna on say because <laughs> no one yarn. goes into that office like yeah who uses an office at Pancake Billy's? Nobody. Well, I think it was like Billy's <laughs> office, but Billy's never yeah, there. Yeah, he's not there So anymore. she was just like, okay. He's alive. He's just not there. <laughs> Billy's just not uh, in New York. So Jerry's in there. He's like, what the fuck? We have a squad or what's going on? And he he <laughs> points out the picture shit? on the wall, which is the old picture of Jane. Yeah. And he asks like, oh, why do you have a picture of Jane in here? August is like, what the fuck? Like, you, you remember her? Because yeah. I asked you about her earlier and you were like, I don't know who that is. Right. <laughs> dumbass selective memory <laughs> god okay so she goes on to explain that she is trying to figure out what happened to her because she's been missing since the 70s jerry goes on to say that he just assumed that she left new york city uh, jerry recalls how the two of them were friends and that they would often go to bars after work and talk about girls a lot he remembers that one day she announced she is moving because she got a postcard from an old friend that she never expected to see again or to hear from again. And that this person convinced her to go see him. On the last night in New York, or on her last night in New York, the two of them hang out at Coney Island and Jerry drinks a bit too much. (laughs) On their way back into the city, he falls onto the tracks of the queue. Jane jumps down to help him back up, but then the blackout of 1977 happens. All Jerry remembers after this point is waking up after the blackout on a bench, and Jane is nowhere to be seen, so he just assumed that she had left New York already. Yeah. And they didn't have cell phones back then. Right. And it's a blackout. It's chaos. So he's like, ah, oh, she's, she's gone. Yeah, because the okay. whole city was like, what the fuck? <laughs> August asks him to confirm that the place she was going was California, which he does, and then August pulls out, or she pulls the, the old postcard that Jane had gave her, uh, Jane had given her off the wall. And is dated 1976. She realizes that this is from her uncle. Mm-hmm. And that her uncle did not die in 1973. But he moved to California. <laughs> Back at the apartment. August gives Wes the news. Of everything that she has learned from Jerry. To which he eagerly listens to. While eating a bowl of, or a bowl of popcorn. He's like this is like watching TV. Right? <laughs> Just like, oh, keep going. Like, oh my god. Uh, she says that they need to cre- recreate the conditions. Of the... 77 blackout uh but that they'll have to target the queue line specifically and that they'll have to use the new york city transit power control center to do this myla and nico arrive and august gives them the rundown of the news i love this because myla is just like we brought food you started without me (laughs) she gets so So offended she's just like whoa 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 (laughs) i thought we were friends (laughs) i raised you better than this Mila points out that while they know it has to do with the queue, the blackout, they are still missing something because just standing on the tracks wouldn't be enough for Jane to get jumped out of time. <sighs> Mila goes on to say that when the blackout occur or when a blackout occurs and the lights come back, there are two surges of electricity. Mm. The first surge that overloads the line and then the second surge that restarts it. So, in theory, if they can recreate this, then they have two chances of saving Jane. Mila also realizes that when they shut off the queue for maintenance at the end of September, that Jane might just blink out of existence entirely. 
because she needs electricity to exist. Me. Five days pass without August speaking to Jane. August is wallowing in self-pity when she gets a text from Jane telling her to listen to the radio. The DJ announces that the next song goes out to August and that Jane says she is sorry. August grabs her keys and goes back to the queue. They make up and August admits that she wants Jane to stay in, in her time with her. Jane shows her a notebook that she's been keeping where she wrote down modern things that she wanted to catch up on. Like, okay, Captain America. Right. That's the first thing I thought of too. (laughs) And she put Star Wars on there too. So Jane tells her that she has been writing stuff down for months and that at some point she had decided that she'd be okay if she ended up staying in August time. Yeah. August gives Jane or the next day, August gives Jane a beer hoping that drinking it will spark a memory of the time that she spent with Jerry when he fell onto the tracks. When someone bumps into them, the beer spills onto Jane's jeans. Jane remembers jumping down to save his drunken ass. She remembers tripping and falling onto the third rail, and then nothing after that. August thinks that Jane touched the third rail at the exact moment that the blackout happened. Instead of dying, she got stuck in time. August then shows her the postcard that Augie had sent her, Jane remembers getting the postcard, calling the phone number on it, and Augie answering. Augie told Jane that when the fire happened, he had a flat tire, so he had missed his shift. And he couldn't bear staying in New Orleans, knowing that all of his friends had died in that fire. And he had survivor's guilt, pretty much. Yeah. And that he should have, too. I always thought it was really weird, though, that he, like, never found Jane after that and was like, hey, I'm not dead. Yeah. That he just, like, left. Yeah. I thought that was really weird. Because <laughs> he, because Jane stays in New Orleans for a couple of months after that. And yeah. then just, and then decides like to leave. Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's really weird to I me that know. he like never <laughs> thought of like going back to, at least going back to the apartment the next day. And being I know. like, hey Jane. And the fact that he just left. Like I, I would never like, do that to my friend. Like obviously my friends are going to think I'm fucking dead. Right. Or right. He just didn't, he didn't think about that. It was really weird. I don't know. Hmm different times i guess so augie decided to leave everything that day and he drove to california that's a long ass drive yes it is augie had been living well he'd even been sober and he had a boyfriend that he was living with at the time jane remembered how augie spoke about his family to her on the phone which made jane want to go back home to see her family that's right she's like okay so i'm gonna go see augie i'm also gonna go yeah because her thing was that she would always send her records first to wherever she was going to be and mm-hmm. then end up moving there so she had sent her records to augie yeah yeah <laughs> that's where she was gonna go uh, so jane tells myla about the third or jane sorry august tells myla about the third rail theory and they agree that this is the one like missing piece to their puzzle myla figures out that they should kill two birds with one stone and have the charity event at the Transit Power Control Center. Yeah, because at this point, they've they figured out mm-hmm. that there's way too many people to just have the yeah. event at the little bar. They've oversold tickets. Yeah, so they're just like, <laughs> we need a bigger space. <laughs> Mila says that her ex, <laughs> whom she left Nico for, <laughs> this douchebag, happens to work there, and he has family connections, so maybe she can use her charms to persuade him to let them use it as a venue. If all works out, they could use the party as a distraction while Myla fucks with the line and Jane jumps on the third rail. And so the heist planning begins. 
She's like, oh, so we're planning a crime then, a heist. And Miley's like, no, it's just a little crime. So a heist. Right. It's a heist. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Myla. August and Jane figure out that Jane can actually leave the train if she stays on the tracks themselves. Right. And she can go a certain distance. Yeah. The two of them walk along the tracks down an abandoned line. They eventually sit down and start telling each other facts about themselves that the other one doesn't know yet. Jane mentions that she never felt like she belonged anywhere, which is probably why the universe tossed her out. August tells her, I know, August tells her, like, at this point, this is when everything started hurting. Right. So bad. Honestly. August tells her that when she was a kid, she had horrible anxiety after Hurricane Katrina. So to cope, she would tell herself the worst possible case scenarios to reduce the odds of them happening to her. Do that a bit, too. I've never been through something traumatic. Honestly. And she never really broke this habit. So she's just started doing it young and she's continuing to do it up into her adulthood. Jane says that if she goes back to the 70s, the first thing she is going to do is go back to her family. And August tells her that if she stays in the present, then August is going to take her home. (laughs) This part reminded me of um, Orpheus and Eurydice. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. She's like, you'll take me home with you. I'm like, ow. (laughs) It hurts. Okay. So Myla ends up having coffee with her ex, Gabe. And he later, I pictured Justin Bieber. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. (laughs) Justin Bieber's covered in tattoos now, though. I know. I don't know why. My brain. Okay. So Justin Bieber. He later. Typical white boy. Like a Chad Michael Murray, if you will. Oh my god! But like younger, dear god. OC is he in? Is yeah. he in the OC? Right? No, the hills. The hills. No, no, no. 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 The OC. The OC. No, no, no. Mm. What is he in? It's not the hills. It's not the OC. Oh my god, my brain. What is he in? I forget the one that he's in. It's the one that like everyone always used to watch. Are you sure it's not the OC? No, it's not. One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. Oh, there you god go. Damn it. That Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> okay, so Chad Michael Murray slash Justin Bieber. <laughs> Myla gets coffee with him. Oh my God. And <laughs> I guess her moves worked because later he texts her saying that the control center venue is theirs. It's the eyelashes. <laughs> eyelashes for days. Eyelashes for miles. <laughs> <laughs> After hanging up some flyers around the city, Wes invites August into his room to smoke. Wes tells her how his family pretty much disowned him because he is a disappointment to them and he mm-hmm. thinks that he will let Isaiah down. In the end, if they do get together, because Isaiah deserves the best. (laughs) August tells him that she knows what she has with Jane may be temporary, but she knows it'll be worth it in the end, even if it hurts, and that Wes can't make decisions without considering what Isaiah wants. Don't they make a pact? Did they? I think so. I think it's like if, um, I think it's pretty much August is like, well, I'll tell Jane I love her if you tell Isaiah that you love him or like something like that. They do something like that with each other, and I can't remember. I don't remember that. I have my book. You check. Yeah, because well, I remember at the end, she was like, uh, she tells Jane that she loves her, and, she, and like in the back of her mind, she's like, well, Wes told Isaiah, so I guess I could better do my part. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure. They, she's like, like, if a, Wes can do it, I can do it. Yeah. Like, it's, it was one of mm-hmm. those moments where it was kind of like, they kind of look at each other like, well, you have nowhere to like tell me what to do because you haven't told yours that you love him. Dear God. Yeah. They kind of like banter. I love their relationship so much. <laughs> They're like the brother and sister, like the adopted children of mm-hmm. Myla and yeah, Nico. Yeah, because Myla and Nico are like, you are our children. Yeah, this exactly. Is canon. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
August meets up with Jane the night before the big day. Jane says that there are three outcomes to what is going to happen tomorrow. Either she goes back, either she's or either she goes back or she stays or she dies. And that she has to be at peace with all three of those. Jesus. She's like, I hope I don't die, though. But <laughs> she's like, that's the one that I'm not cool with or that I really don't want to happen. Yeah. Uh, Jane thanks August for everything that she has done for her. She says August or she tells August to not waste too much time thinking about her. Neat. She's like, wait a reasonable amount of time. I love that. But make them nervous. OK, <laughs> just in case. August tells her that she was really lonely before she met Jane, to which Jane says that she was, too. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, the whole group, minus Jane, of course, because she's stuck on the train. <laughs> uh, they are gathered at the venue, setting things up. This part. Okay, this part confused me because August is sitting there, like, blowing up balloons. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why are you there? Just make some excuse. Like, oh, my God, I'm sick. I can't be here. Go be with Jane. Like, just be with her because you, right. you don't know this could be the last time. So right. I was like, what are you doing blowing up balloons, girl? Yeah, but she's, like, <laughs> helping set everything up. And it's yeah. just like, I'm pretty sure all of them would be okay with you just being like, I'm going to go hang out with Jane. Okay, bye. Yeah, I'd be so freaking Well, because isn't like, she's anxious. needed, isn't she? She's needed for, like... Well, she is needed because something fucks up and yeah. she's like <laughs> so like it was a good thing she was there yeah <laughs> but even so that's probably why she stayed she's like that's not gonna go well if i'm not here she's the brains of the operation we need two brains in this party okay <laughs> uh, so the party eventually starts and august sits with pancake distribution her eight o'clock alarm goes off signaling the beginning of the rescue jane from the mission yeah rescue jane from the queue time warp heist mm-hmm Time warp. <laughs> Time warp. I was going to say. <laughs> August starts a group call with Myla, Nico, Wes, and Jane, which I loved because it was so clever because we're pretty much kind of thrown into their perspective in a way because mm-hmm. otherwise we wouldn't be there. We would only be right. in August. So I thought that was pretty clever. The phone call. Mm-hmm. Yes. Myla is the first phase of this plan. She pulls Gabe off to the side. To I love try that and she has him. them on mute, but they hear everything. And the entire time, yeah. it's just Wes and August being like, oh, God. <laughs> and Nico is just, like, just unfazed yeah. by everything. Because Nico knows. He's yeah. just like, it's fine. But even Whatever. everyone's so freaking out during this time. And Nico's like, it's fine. Yeah, Nico's yeah. like, man. <laughs> so Milo pulls, <laughs> pulls Gabe off to the side to try and seduce his key card off of him. The plan gets fucked. When he decides to show her his vapes, (laughs) he's like, oh, my God, my vapes, my food flavored vapes in the car. I'll go get them. And Milo's like, what? Like, (laughs) no, wait, you don't have to. And he's like, like, no, 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 you have to try them. (laughs) So he goes to his car. He's off walking away. And August is like, well, fuck, I'll just do it. So she tackles him with a bucket of pancake batter (laughs) and (laughs) is able to smuggle the key card off of him. I love it, though, because she's like, I got it. And Jane's like, that's my girl. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it when they were kind of going over the plan. Like, okay, guys, it's starting. Yeah. I'm over here. I'm here. I'm here. And Jane's like, I'm on the train. <laughs> right. Jane's like, still on the queue. In case anyone was wondering. <laughs> At least she has a sense of humor right. about this now. Honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so August gets the card back to Mila, and she goes up to Wes for the next phase of their plan, only to get stopped by her boss. Oh, that's right. And uh, what was her name? The boss's name? Lucy? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So Lucy is like, what the fuck? Where have you been? You're not helping me. You need to help me now. August is like, well, fuck. I don't... Yeah. Like, I can't leave. She's stuttering and who saves the day? But Annie Depressant herself. 
She was like, uh-uh. I was going to come in for August. And I was like, yes. <laughs> she was like, actually, I'm going to double the tips. Let me take over. Right. It was August's plan. Isn't she genius? I'll double the tip jar. And her boss is like, okay, satisfied with this. And she leaves. At this point, Lucy's like, I don't care who the fuck helps me. I just need, like, help. I need help. <laughs> Goes off cussing in check. Yes. <laughs> and when August asks how Annie knew that they needed help, she says that she can tell something's going on. She doesn't need to know the details exactly right now, but she can still help them. Right. Wes is just standing there like mouth agape. By the trash can, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like about to light it on fire and she's like, uh. <laughs> so Wes chooses this time to admit his love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, oh my God, I love you. And Annie, Annie's like, can you say that without looking like you're going to throw up? He's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I love you. And <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> Give um, me a second. <laughs> Annie's like, okay, I'm going to kiss you and I'm going to leave. So, yep, Annie and Wes kiss. It's adorable. I love it. And Annie goes off to serve pancakes. <laughs> August then runs off to go join Jane. Like the queen she is. Mm-hmm. Back at the venue, Wes lights a trash can on fire. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, what does he do? He takes, he takes pictures of them. I could just picture it so perfectly. He's so cool, like lighting off the the trash can, and security guards like, oh my god, all up in the tizzy. Right. <laughs> so Wes lights a trash can on fire. The security guards are distracted enough for Mila to sneak into the mainframe room. August finds Jane, and the two of them hold hands as they walk down the last train on the queue. One last stop. Listen. <laughs> Listen. Uh, Jane gives August her leather jacket, and August gives her the Polaroid that Nico had taken of the two of them. Nico. Mm-hmm. They kiss each other one last time. Jane jumps onto the third rail. tracks. Third rail. And August exits onto the platform. While She's, she like, is, sitting on it. Yeah. While she is looking down at Jane, August finally tells her that she is in love with her. Jane says that she loves her back and that she's been in love with her like since the beginning. And she's Duh. like, oh, you're the love of my life. And yep, I'm going to go back. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> like, God damn it. So Mila sends the surge to the line and the queue blinks out. However, when the lines come back on, Jane is still there. But she's stuck on the tracks themselves. Like she cannot take yeah. a step off. Mila tells him not to worry because the second surge is coming and it's going to be more powerful than the first one. August notices that Jane looks sick. Yeah. And she's kind of fading. Yeah. Yeah. She like turns green and looks really like, like, oh, fuck. And Jane's like, I don't don't feel good. Yeah. And she looks like she's going to give up. August realizes that the last thing they are missing is what made Jane stay constant on the queue at to begin with. Yeah. To begin with. August jumps down onto the tracks and Jane's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, get back up there. So she jumps onto the tracks, like stamps her foot on the third rail and kisses Jane just as the second surge hits. (laughs) August wakes up. I love it because like the big old powerful speech she gives. She's like, you stopped the train because you want her to get laid. And I was like, oh my God, this is adorable. It's us. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, indeed. So August wakes up on her couch. She finds out that Wes and Isaiah had found her passed out on the platform all by herself. Like Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. August uh, remembers a glimpse that she had of Jane's time when she kissed her. So she concludes that Jane must be back there. Right. Oh, yeah. Because she sees it, right? She sees, like, yeah. a little terror in the time. And she's like, sees, like, 70s cars and stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, so cinematic. Honestly. Described beautifully. Well done, Casey. <laughs> you done uh, good, kid. Life goes on without Jane, and August starts 
into a mindless routine of school and work. Mm. One day while listening to the radio, she hears the DJ say that they had a request put in advance from a loyal caller who says, this one is for you, August. Jane says, just in case. Mm. (laughs) And then the song Love of My Life by Queen plays again. August decided that she isn't ready to check the records to see what happened to Jane after 1977, but she hopes she is happy. August reconciles with her mom, and she even comes to visit her in October. She ends up giving her the file on her uncle Augie, revealing the truth of what happened to him. Augie moved back to California, but he changed his name, and he Mm -hmm. married another man. At the age of 29, though, he got into a car accident, and he passed away. Her mother is devastated by the news, but finally has closure. I was kind of bummed that he was actually dead. Yeah. I was like, really? I, know. <laughs> I guess. But at least he died happy rather right, than like tragically. Right, like he had gotten his life together. How they thought. Yeah. It kind of sucks because that, like when Jane does come back, it's just like, oh, he's still dead. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, I mean, it would have been like really hard to explain, I guess. Yeah. Like if Augie saw him because he'd be like, wait a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it would just would have been cute. Damn it. <sighs> so her mother is devastated by the news, but she has closure. Three months after Jane leaves, August gets the check from her grandmother for $15,000. Jesus. Which she uses to anonymously... Uh, anonymously... Anonymously... Donate. <laughs> donate to Billy's. Yeah, because they're still short after yeah. the whole pancake thing. They're still short mm-hmm. a little bit. But this rounds up the money that they earned from the event to $100,000. So Billy can actually stay or billy billy's can actually stay in business yeah he can buy the building now mm-hmm. billy Woo-hoo. himself shows up to like billy's screaming. pancake house yeah like, guys <laughs> and i thought it was so cute with a beautiful mustache right uh so he shows up uh shuts down oh the pancake God. house and throws a private party danny devito <gasps> shut up danny devito he's so cute <laughs> Just running 100 percent. yes okay sorry okay so a party's happening everyone's there a bunch of drag queens the whole squad the it's whole beautiful. squad shows up to party as they're about to toast to champagne and billy is making a beautiful speech who runs in through the door looking very bewildered but jane and she's like wet right yeah well it's funny because it says <laughs> how like the table walks in and at first i was like oh imagine if it's like jane's like great granddaughter and she's like hi i was told to find oh my this God. pancake I... shop no. like in my head that's what i thought it was happening i was like oh my uh... god because it just says like this girl walks in with yeah. like converse and i was just like oh what if it's like her granddaughter if nicholas sparks wrote this yes it would have been would have happened that's right yeah but (laughs) thank you casey for giving it would have been interesting if like that happened (sighs) if like her granddaughter came in and she was like hi i was given this date and this address and i was told to come here that's an awesome ending but i would have been devastated right but like reading this i'm like it can't end sad like it can't because red but i didn't want them to end up together because that'd be really weird i wanted them Mm -hmm. to just be friends oh no like because that would have been super weird if they but i wanted them to be like oh hey and then like her being able to tell august like everything that happened with her great her grandmother or great grandmother i don't know like what the timeline would have been but yeah i'm assuming it had to be like great no it could be grandmother grandmother right yeah grandmother yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) okay continue da 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 that's what i thought was happening and then like she finds out later that's actually jane and i was like oh okay thank the book god it just took her three months poor thing yeah so a very bewildered jane busts through the doors august runs over to her asking where the fuck she has been she's like what are you talking about (laughs) jane's like well i remember us kissing on the tracks and then i open my eyes i'm on the platform and it's fucking cold like what 
So and it's you been, weren't there. And you weren't there. Where were you? It's been one second for Jane, but it's been three months for August. I did like that, though. How mm-hmm. it wasn't perfect. Like, Jane was just, like, woke up in there. Jane was mm-hmm. like, hey, okay, let's hold hands as we leave the train. Like, I did like how there was kind of this, another blip in time yeah. because it's wibbly wobbly. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> wibbly wobbly. Timey wimey. Timey wimey. <laughs> okay. So Jane has jumped three months into the future instead of 45 years into the past. The two of them make their way back to the apartment notably not taking the subway make their way i was like like, you want to take the subway jane's like shut the fuck up she's absolutely not never takes a step onto the subway again just wait until jane finds out about uber oh my god her life will be complete uh so they take a cab and then they just start making out and the cab's like you're gonna give me an address where the fuck are we going (laughs) not phased by what's going on but okay it's new york they're used to it Uh, so back at the apartment they have a lot of finally private sex there's a door and a bed. Congrats. A and bed. a bed. And a bed. <laughs> uh, and I guess the roommates, like, knew what the fuck was up because no one returns back to the apartment the whole night. Well, I mean, he, they all know what's gonna yeah. happen. Wes is like, I'll be at Isaiah's. <laughs> right, Nico and Mila. <laughs> oh, we totally forgot to talk about the how they basically, like, proposed to each other. Oh, yeah. And Nico's like, are you proposing to me? I'm mad. I have a ring. And they're just like, they talk about like how they're going to get married. And Mila's like, and I know you don't want to have kids, but whatever you want to have, like instead of kids, she's like, I'm for it. We've already adopted two. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's it's right before she goes and like tries to seduce Gabe. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I just need you to know like everything you're about to hear is fake. And he's like, yeah, I know. And then she's like, and then she goes off about their future together. And he's like, if this is a proposal, I'm pissed because I have a ring for you. Like I already bought it. And it's just like. They're too cute. Wes is like, what is happening? And, and then Wes and August are just in the background like, they're going to get married. Oh, my God. It's so cute. I love it. I love them all so much. Isaiah has to be the one that marries them. <gasps> As antidepressant. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Obviously. At Billy's. <laughs> or Billy's is definitely where the reception happens. <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> Pancakes. <laughs> Pancakes. Okay. Sorry. Uh, anyway, so, where were we? <laughs> none of the roommates show up to the apartment that whole night. Because they're smart. Yes. Uh, Jane settles into a modern world routine. She just... It's funny because she plops like August onto the bed. She's like, yes, this will do nicely. I want to change the furniture, though. She's like, oh, I like how you decided that you're obviously moving in. She's like, well, duh. Like, where the right. fuck am I going to I'm going to say, where am I going to live on? The subway? Like, <laughs> like, Listen, we know where both... Both of us know where this is going. Right. Uh, Myla... Oh, my boys. <laughs> I'm talking a lot. I love how they also get an Ikea bed. And Jane's like, my oh, fantasy yeah. she, finally. <laughs> she's assembling. She's like, oh my God, it's happening. <laughs> my fantasy is finally reality. August is just ascending. <laughs> Bless Ikea. Honestly. <laughs> for many things. <laughs> uh, so Jane settles into the modern world. Myla is able to get her a fake ID. God surprised bless by this. Uh, Jane gets a job at Billy's once again. I love <laughs> Jerry it. is reintroduced to her, but doesn't say anything. He just kind of looks at her. He's like, hmm. And then goes back to making pancakes. I mean, that poor <laughs> guy was like such, probably like such an alcoholic and such a druggie. He's probably like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jerry. <laughs> right. So one night, August notices a gray hair on Jane, which she did not have before. Aww. So she's just like, oh my God, you're here. It's permanent. <laughs> right. It's real. You're getting old. Yeah. Ugh. August you're not decides, a vampire. Oh my god, you're not a vampire. <laughs> you're not you're Emma Cullen. I'm not Bella. Amazing. You don't sparkle in the sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> August decides that... 
Okay. August decides that she wants to become a private investigator. Oh, that was so cute. She's and like, I will find people. <laughs> yeah. She wants to help people find long lost relatives. She wants to reunite them or at least give them some closure like she was able to with her mom. August passes Jane a folder containing information about her family. Hmm. Jane opens it and learns that one of her sisters lives in the Bay Area and, and she has three kids. And over the kids. restaurant, right? Yeah. And that one of her sons married another man. Her other sister is alive as well, as are her parents. I love those. Right, but all of her family's still alive. August suggests that they go on a post-grad road trip to see them and that they can decide together what they're going to tell them. Either that she is BU's granddaughter or they could just tell them the truth and see what happens. Right. Like, they're San Franciscans. I think they can handle it. Like, right. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, sure they'll like, be fine. This is fine. Also, they're planning to go to California anyways to get mm-hmm. her records back. Because yeah. they've gotten in mm-hmm. touch with Augie's ex-boyfriend. Right? No, his husband. Or his ex. No, because isn't it? It was the first guy. Because she... I thought it was the same guy. No, because remember, he married somebody else. But he dated somebody mm-hmm. like when he first moved to California. But then he ended up marrying somebody else. But the ex still has the records. Yeah. Because that's where Jane, like, moves Jane's all like, oh, my God, my records? Yeah. He still has them? like, yes. (laughs) So cute. Mm -hmm. So Wes, Isaiah, Nico, and Myla all, I just imagine them crammed into this car. (laughs) Like, we're all going. I imagine Myla sitting on Nico's lap. Of course. So they all drive Jane in August to the bus station for their cross-country road trip. Nico and Myla are officially engaged, and Wes has pretty much moved into Isaiah's down the hall. Jane and August make their way onto the bus, and Jane says that she wants to go by her real name, BU, from now on. And the two of them leave New York to go find BU's family. Yay! <laughs> so cute! Yes! Me! And okay. it was happy. Thank God. I know, thank God. Okay, so end of book questions. Who is your favorite character? Wes. Ooh! <laughs> Yeah, I think mine's Nico. Or oh, Myla. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. One I mean, Nico of, and Myla come as a, a As a set. duo, like, right? Like, cannot, they're a package deal. Yeah. But I think because Nico's definitely the ones that I had to, like, pause the audiobook and just laugh my ass off sometimes. Yeah. Because of, like, the, his one-liners and just how he would walk around and be like, yeah, I know everything anyway, so there's no need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I, there's not, like, one character that I disliked right. this whole time. I mean, maybe her mom because of some questionable decisions right. that she had. Right. But, yeah. That oh. part reminded me of Gilmore Girls so much. Yeah. No, she straight up yells at her. She's like, we're not a fucking, like, yeah. episode of Gilmore Girls, mom. Right. Like, you can't just literally keep what it is. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, in Gilmore Girls, her mom doesn't want her to have a relationship because her parents treat her like shit, but they love yeah. her Rory. Rory's awful. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, oh, I want to show you who I casted for Jerry. Oh, yeah. So, the age doesn't really match entirely so i want them to kind of age him up and he's still beautiful to this day this mm-hmm. actor so okay i'm like just make him a little bit i don't know make him chubbier give him more right grace gruff so skeet ulrich he was in Ooh. scream and i mean yeah scream that's him when he was younger Aww. and riverdale recently that's funny he's just who i pictured for jerry i don't know that's perfect it's just like oh my god he was a babe back in the day right and i just like pictured him scream was a babe back in the day which he looks like johnny depp everyone always says that right oh i like it that's adorable yes Uh Mm. all right Uh, favorite Uh, part yes your favorite part um the the, the, the christmas at fourth of july oh when august realizes that she loves jane there's like this whole paragraph i actually tapped it because it was oh you did yeah you want to read it (laughs) sure 
a snippet of her. I mean, it's kind of sad because she's kind of recalling all the stuff that Jane went through. She's like, oh my gosh, I should be here. Oh, and she realizes yeah. that she like deserves to be there. Yeah, like I got kind of oh. emotional when I was reading this. I'm like, right. oh. Okay, so she gets a text from Jane saying, give the queens my love. Uh, it's hazy, but she remembers Jane telling her about drag shows that she used to go to in the 70s, the balls, how queens would go hungry for weeks to buy gowns, the shimmery nightclubs that sometimes felt like the only safe places. She lets Jane's memories transpose over here. Now, like double exposed film, two different generations of messy, loud, brave, scared, and ooh, brave and scared and brave again people stomping their feet and waving hands with bitten nails. All the things they share and all the things they don't, the things she has that people like Jane smashed windows and splashed or spat blood for. Mm. Yes. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, Jane would love this. Oh my God, I love Jane. Ow. All right. I think mine has to be um, the party. When they all take it mm-hmm. to the bus and they like have like a party in the taking just, the party to the yeah. queue. I just thought it was oh. super adorable. Yeah, right. I mean each of those like celebrations that they have. I guess there's three. Yeah, there's the Easter, Christmas, Fourth of July, and then the big party at the end. Yeah. I just have such clear images right? of them. Me. I want to be there. Or honestly, um, what's your least favorite part of this book? Uh, probably when August steps onto the train and jane is in an awful mood like she just got punched in the face and she's we haven't seen her in this mood before like everything's kind of hitting her like i just i hated that jane was feeling that way it's just really sad i hated when they figured out that the uncle still died ah i was like super bummed i was like after all of this (laughs) and he's still dead i was like no there had to be some sad right i i get it i mean maybe if jane did end up going back Right. Then her uncle. I always also thought about how, um, alternatively, what it would be like if August ended up going back mm-hmm. with her. Like, what that would have been like. Yes. Well, that's them. what happens in Kate and Leopold. Oh, really? Yeah. She, <gasps> Ooh. She ends up going back with him. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and I thought that'd be cool because then it would be like, what if, like, their grandchild or whatever finds, like, Mila and Nico and is like, hey. Yeah. But I can't imagine her leaving her mom. Well, what i mean when she was already... kissing her she probably wouldn't have a choice you know what i mean like if yeah. like when they're trying to save her it like zapped her back not like she got a choice but <laughs> yeah yeah i think that'd be uh, cool but yeah um movie or a tv show i think it would make a really good mini series so tv Ooh. show that'd be cool because i think like on hbo they have really good mini series that's true and mostly i would want it because I want to see all the flashbacks in right. the 70s. And I just think it would be really cool as they... If they did like three or four one-hour episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that'd be good. Mm-hmm. Either that or like a cute like little like rom-com movie. Yeah. But it I would be really cool if they could like super scenes. dive into everything that happens. Because mm-hmm. she does have a lot. There's a lot that happens yeah. in this. Oh, that'd be really cute. And they could air it, like premiere it during Pride Month. During oh June. Yes. <laughs> Meep. Also, funny because we are doing this episode in august and it's august it's right? august i know and then the end of the <laughs> book takes place in august so well i mean almost well no it'll actually this episode will actually come out september 1st well we recorded We're it recording in august, it okay. in august. <laughs> listen yes we tried i know that's sorry okay okay so sorting yes okay august ravenclaw yeah yeah i think she'd have to be you know, Ravenclaw with like Hufflepuff tendencies. She's yeah, she's an extreme genius. So, right, yeah, damn that girl. 
uh jane gryffindor <laughs> yes <laughs> yes poster child honestly poster child for gryffindor just gets into fights yeah <laughs> will stand up for what she believes no in debate over center of attention starts dance parties yeah gryffindor all right uh nico nico um mm. right nico's hard i feel like he would just want to be in any house that Mila's in i think he could switch between ravenclaw or hufflepuff really yeah because ravenclaw they're very um intuitive like yeah intuitive that's the yeah. word mm-hmm. yeah yes that makes sense because like he does give off very like luna love good vibes yes he does so <laughs> yes or hufflepuff right or gryffindor i mean this guy i swear like, that's the thing think? he literally could fit into every single one i think yeah i think he a could chameleon take, i think he could be a slytherin if he really wanted to be yes he could. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um okay so myla uh she also is like ravenclaw or hufflepuff because what is it uh august says that she is instantly best friends with everybody which is such a freaking hufflepuff trait that's true just adopts everybody but then she ha- is such a freaking genius genius that- right she would have to be yeah, she could uh, it's difficult because she does kind of like as soon as you meet her she's just like we're friends now mm-hmm. okay <laughs> it's adorable yeah. even when when she like first meets jane jane like falls in love with her too jane's just like oh okay yeah i can talk to I this doubt girl she has any enemies even her ex-boyfriend is still just like not madly in love yeah. with her <laughs> my gosh uh, wes slytherin <laughs> dear god <laughs> slytherin, i love it yeah i can see it my sweet son <laughs> Yeah, I could totally see him as a Slytherin. Uh, just emerges from his room. In his deep cavern of a room. Yeah, nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Only likes one person. Yeah, well, one person. <laughs> um, Isaiah. Mm, Gryffindor? I would say either Gryffindor or Hufflepuff. Yeah, or Hufflepuff. Right? Yeah. I feel like Isaiah is a Hufflepuff. Antidepressant is a Gryffindor. <laughs> yes, oh my god. <laughs> Yes, the only one allowed to jump between houses. Yes. Uh, yeah, any depressant is definitely a Gryffindor. To so just, like, to know what's happening, to, like, look and they're like, oh, you guys are obviously up to something, so I'm just going to either be a part of it or at least help you out. Yeah. But definitely, like... And he's just kind of, like, 100% in it. Yeah. He's just like, yeah, I'm here. Right. Let's go. I know, he never questions anything. Mm-hmm. He's just like, all right, you got, like, a talking phone in your boobs, that's cool. Oh, she's on the queue? Let's take the whole party to the yeah. queue. <laughs> so cute 100% down at all times right oh, I love Isaiah honestly okay true gem I guess that's it right yeah, yeah. I guess Jerry is a professor of some sort <laughs> he's probably is there like a cooking I mean he could be the well actually no because the house elves cook oh dang it there's um, like a cooking class he's probably like Hagrid honestly <laughs> honestly either that or like a potions class mm-hmm. something like that yeah culinary potions good old Jerry good old jerry i love it yeah okay we did it we did do it are you reading anything currently i'm rereading crescent city Ah, okay yeah i'm like at the halfway point i think nice i have reading it digitally so i'm like (laughs) three hours left three hours left three hours how many hours is it it's like like 25 i think it's it's a big ass chunk i'm just like sarah but it's kind of funny because uh Silver Flames, I thought you could have cut out half of it and it still would have been a really good book. I don't think you needed half of the shit that's in there. <laughs> this one, I'm just like, there's... Honestly, like, it all makes sense. Like, yeah. all of it that's in there is, like, pertaining to the plot and not just, like... Yeah, so, good job, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Kind of, sort of. 
I'm so mad at this book right now, but it's fine. It's okay. We'll get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Are you watching anything? Uh, Demon Slayer. I just finished Demon Slayer. Hey, we are on the same <laughs> right? page. Yes. Once again. Just waiting for the, to watch the movie and then I'm done with that. But yeah. that's, that's pretty much the only yeah, thing. That's, yeah, the only thing that's I'm kind of right the only thing I, I finished watching a couple days ago. So yeah, yeah, I haven't picked up anything else. Oh man. So I guess <laughs> that's it. So yeah, the next episode we do will most likely, well, the next episode to come out, if I don't finish Crescent City in time, um, will be my movie sewed for mm-hmm. Me Before You, because I still haven't put that out yet. Oh, okay. I've been kind of keeping that in the back, yeah. just as like a, <laughs> in case we need it. Um, but either that or Crescent City. Mm-hmm. We shall see. <laughs> it's going to be a hard book to... <laughs> I know. I like, know. Less, so many characters. It's We're probably going to have to split that one into two, honestly. I'd be, down. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. I feel like I feel like you could easily. That's what we might have to do for that one. Okay. And there's so many Decided. fucking characters. Mm-hmm. That'll kind of help it out too, because we can cast like some of them in the first part and some of them in the second part. Yeah. Because there's a lot of characters I want to do, but I'm just like, mm-hmm. at this point, I'm already at like eight characters. Oh, we were also thinking about doing Howl's Moving Castle. Oh yeah. But it would kind of just be a movie sewed for the both of us because right. we've both obviously seen that movie. It's yeah. iconic. And we both just. Or if book, you read so. it before I do, we could just do that. Mm. You could just do it because I actually haven't bought it. I put it on my wish list. Oh, okay. So if you ended up doing it, I want to do it for a movie sewed. Ooh, we could okay. do that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love it. Okay. Yay. Right. Okay. So that's it. Let's end this, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Keep reading and keep watching. Bye. Bye. Bye.